This is the Bro Storm Sports Podcast. On this week's episode, we talk NCAA tournament and do a little reminiscing. Little bad news. We're going to be on pause for a little while here at the Bro Storm Sports Podcast. But listen to this one. It's a good one. And we'll be back sometime. Thanks for listening. It's Bro Storm Sports with your hosts, Sasha and Scott Bushka. He's a sports talk show host named Sasha, named after Sasha Radunovich. And Scott's a wisdom-seeking, educated networking guy who works in the sports industry. Featuring intern P, the basement beer pong world champion. So put on your bro coat. It's time for a bro storm. Welcome into Bro Storm Sports. Coming to you live from intern P's upstairs. I'm your host, Sasha Bushka. Joined tonight by intern P, Scott Bushka, and Nick Kammer. It's a special treat. We've got the... The four for one special going on tonight. Fellas, how we doing tonight? What is up, fellas? We got the whole crew on. I'm uh fired up enough to be drinking a beer on Monday evening at four forty five PM Pacific Coast time. Right. If it was a Saturday, this would be a late start for me, but it is an early start for uh Monday. But we're doing well, doing well. Played a little golf this weekend, won, uh, won a free round, which is always a plus. So, you know, feeling it, just riding the wave. How'd you shoot? How'd you shoot in that? Did you, uh, did you break even or I what? Sh- I shot an 84. Oh, breaking oh. 80, huh? You're getting oh. close. You're getting close. I was about to make fun of you and ask if you were as good at golf as you were at high school football, as we learned last th- time we, <laughs> we did this together. But it but seems like you're better than me, so I'll shut up. Can't wait to play you next time uh, you're in Wichita, Scott. Hey, speaking of which, I heard that, I mean, he's not, we usually don't let him speak on these, but I heard Jay Miz is like a scratch golfer. Oh, uh, yeah, I broke the news to everyone, Jay Miz. And Jay Miz and I were talking golf the other day. He's pretty good from from what I understand. Uh, but, yeah, it's it's going to be, might be a bit of a melancholy night tonight. Obviously, we've got all four of the key voices on the pod here tonight. Uh, Bro Storm Sports is going to be, I'll just break it off the top. Uh, there's no beating around the bush. Going to be taking a little little bit of a hiatus, uh, maybe permanently, maybe just till next football season. We'll see how that plays out. Uh, but we won't be coming to you live from intern P's upstairs anymore for, for the foreseeable future. So we're going to get into the NCAA tournament talk, still give you a little bit about what you came for, but then later in the show, we're going to reminisce on some of our favorite moments from the last 24 episodes, half year or so. Has there really been so, 24? Oh, my God. Time so flies when you're having fun. Wait, so you're telling me this is the, this is the last episode? No, you, you guys weren't even going to tell me? Yeah, we weren't. And also, I wasn't going to bring it up to you. It's wild that... Like we write the episode number on every Apple podcast that we put out and on Spotify, like it says it right there, what episode number it is. And intern P had no idea what number we were on. So that's on brand. (laughs) That is on brand. Well, as, as, as we know, intern P is probably, so what, 24 episodes. How many of those would you say you've listened to P? 24. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, considering the fact that I talk in all of them, I actually have listened to every single one. So that's actually not a real question that you can ask because I've listened to all of them. Would you say that you have 
given good content for those 24 episodes p or i i think say, I, how I would you rate your grade how would you grade yourself i have carried this podcast i give myself an a plus uh with without me this podcast is public it would have right? ended it would have ended at 15 probably p, have, you ever, have you scale. ever received an a plus in anything ever p.e <laughs> actually that's not even true that's not even true because, <laughs> because if you miss a day you get five points taken off and i just never made up my days so i i got a 95 in every pe class so still not an a plus <laughs> no never probably no never have yeah uh all all kidding aside fellas it's uh 24 episodes six months pretty damn good a bunch of followers on TikTok, on Instagram. We might be back. We're just taking a little break for, you know, the dog days of summer. Yeah. Um, when we come back around in the fall and Mahomes is lighting it up, Burrow's crying, intern P's crying in his basement, maybe we'll come back around. Maybe yeah. I'll be out of the basement by then. Do you ever think about that? Whoa. I, I'll tell you oh, what, yeah. with all the I, NBA about it a Kyrie lot. stuff... The Kyrie stuff going on, I feel like I'm the Kyrie of this podcast. I come in five episodes later, and then we're breaking up. This is crazy. Yeah, we traded for we traded for Nick, and uh, he broke up the team. <laughs> yeah. Hey, P, I tell you what. If you ever move out of the basement, we'll do. It'll be such breaking news that we'll do an emergency pod just right. just to talk about it. Okay. Okay. I'll I'll hold you to that. I will hold you to that. Actually, what if the pod just became that? that? Pod comes back just for breaking news and intern P's life. You know, he gets a girlfriend, we do a pod. He moves out of the basement, we do a pod. What do you think comes first? (laughs) (laughs) It's aggressive razzing of intern P in honor of the 25th and final for now episode. That's okay. I mean, I think he has to move out before he can get a real girlfriend. Is that the rule? It's not my house. I don't know. You guys are making your, your own rules. I don't know. Your house, isn't it, Sasha? P, I do give you an A++ for your ability to take shit on the pod. Because um, yeah. I think it's you're very, you're very good at taking it. And I think it's some of our listeners' favorite part of the show is just li- listening to you catch shit. So... Thank you for being such a good well, sport. They're getting a good episode today, and I hope they enjoy it because I know it's not going to stop. So, because now, because now I have three of you here, so it's even worse. Like, I just had to battle two of you guys. We we were tossing around ideas for the at the start of the before we came on here for the pod, and we were thinking about just having a battle royale between Intern P and Scott, see if they can go back and forth on the razzing because that is kind of like was the brand of the show in the beginning. Um, and I'm sure it's some people's favorite part and we'll, we'll get into that a little bit about like some of our favorite moments of the show in the next segment, but just real quick, it is a sports podcast. People came here to get some piece of knowledge, probably aren't expecting a lot if they've been listening for the last 24 episodes, but the final four is set. We've got Yukon, Miami, San Diego state and Florida Atlantic. I actually had that exact final four in my bracket. So I just want to let the listeners know that I know ball 
and I I pre- correctly predicted that Final Four. If you correctly I, predicted that Final Four, like ESPN or CBS Sports would be sending you a million dollars right now because you'd have been first place in their entire bracket. Well, then I can finally move out and get a girlfriend, so that's really good for me. Oh, my God, making moves. Yeah. You just don't want this podcast to end. Right. I know I'll, if, if I believe, win, Yeah, I'll believe you picked those four <laughs> correct when you move out of the basement. Okay. <laughs> Fair enough. No, but it was a pretty wild weekend of, I mean, college basketball. A lot of good games. Um, a few duds. Mainly the Gonzaga-UConn game. But there, I think it was more just the little controversy that came with that Creighton game. Kind of overtook the, the weekend. Um, which, I don't know what you guys feel about that call, but... If it's a foul at any time in the game, it's a foul at the end of the game, right? What'd you what'd you say in the Super Bowl? It's a hold. Yeah. Of course I was on the right I was on the right side of that. I think the same on this call. Right. That's what I'm saying. Like it was a foul. I mean the only other which I guess was the same argument argument in the Super Bowl, but they were like I've heard a couple things. It's like they they were just letting them play the entire game. There wasn't a ton of foul calls. Um, yeah, so that seemed a little ticky tacky given the way the rest of the game was called. Um, but foul's a foul. You foul the guy, you got to call it. I, I agree with you there. there. Yeah, no, I I was very animated. Uh, I had a future on Creighton. I was a Creighton truther on this podcast. I was getting a text message from Sally Busca telling me how much she loved my Creighton pick. So I I was sad I didn't get one for the Final Four. Uh, but yes, it was a ticky tack foul. Um, they weren't calling the game very, very hard in the whole the whole game. And then that last second, he barely touched him. Yes, it was a foul. Wrong situation, though. I think it should have been a play on. Yeah, I, I, I agree that it was a foul, but it wasn't like it wasn't a situation where it's like that foul definitely gets called at any other point in the game. So you have to call it there. Like he didn't hit him up top where he was shooting from. It's the type of thing where he's like hitting him on the hip from the side that you might actually let go, even if it wasn't the last play of the game. Uh, but the fact that the shooter fell down, and I do think he probably makes the shot if he doesn't get pushed there. And the way I heard it described by a lot of college basketball people is like he got beat on the play. And so if you get beat and you have to commit a foul to make up for getting beat, then it has to be called. I agree. If he had him within his body, because I grew up, you know, playing bitty basketball and playing with some kids that were a little better athletes than I was. So I learned all those little tricks. And that's one of the oldest tricks that I know of is somebody's going up for a layup or any sort of shot. It's just the simple push of the waist that just throws him off a little bit. And I used to get in fist fights with my brother about it because I'd do that to him. And then he'd start screaming at me and we'd almost, you know, we'd be fighting outside before you know it. But I know all those little tricks. It is like you said, it doesn't get called every time, but it does get called. I'd say 50% of the time. Maybe. Did you just, did you just credit bitty basketball for learning all those tricks? (laughs) Have you ever played bitty basketball? Oh, I, oh, I, I played bitty basketball. Yeah. You got to know some dirty, dirty tricks. To get away yeah. with anything not in there. A, not only did I play bitty basketball, but I was once Sasha's coach when he played bitty basketball. <laughs> <laughs> I 
He went full circle there. Scott's a hell of a coach. <laughs> Coached my middle school team too. Got some service hours for it. Yeah. Hey, I'm I'm curious. Uh, <clears throat> aside from the foul call, and Sasha, I don't know where you want to take the final four conversation, but I would be curious the crew's point of view on just so no top three seeds in the final four, right? Highest highest seeds of four seed. Um, I'm just curious if you think it's more or less interesting and if you think it's good or bad for college basketball. Yeah. I don't think it's great for the tournament. Like the way it's usually described is like the first and second weekends are for the craziness and the upsets. And then once you get to the sweet 16, you want to see the good teams win and the good teams go to the final four, especially like you want some powerhouses in the final four. Now, granted, UConn maybe is the best team in college basketball, but because they have that four next to their name, nobody really views it that way. Um, so that throws things off. I don't mind like one FAU making it, one nine seed, one random team, and then the other three were like powerhouses all year long. Um, but what we got is like the problem is not FAU being in there, is that the other teams in there are all four and five seeds. Like you want some of those one right. seeds that that people put respect on their name and draw ratings. Like I'll still watch it, but I'm a diehard college basketball fan. I feel like be, with the lack of big brands is not going to be good for the ratings in terms of the final four for college hoops. Um, and it, there's just less buzz around it. Like for me personally, even as a diehard college basketball fan, as soon as Alabama and Houston lost Friday night, I was like, this tournament's not that interesting anymore. No, I'm I'm with you there. I I think for like the ratings and everything there, it's going to be hurt by not having you know per se the blue bloods. But overall, with college basketball, it is kind of a good look. It's just seeing that sixteen beat a one again. You know the overall tournament. You're seeing some of these teams. It doesn't matter so much of what your ranking is throughout the season. It's when you get hot. Um. And it does give you a little more of the, I guess it would be, um, you know, NFL. Of course, they want the Packers versus the Chiefs. Yeah. Sometimes, though, you get, you know, Bengals, Rams. Yeah. Shot, shots fired at Bengals and Rams. <clears throat> yeah. Uh, just real quick before you go, Scott, I, I will say this. it The way the tournament played out, in a time where like there's a lot of conversation about the power structure of college sports, it, it highlights in a major way the difference between college basketball and college football and the inclusivity of college basketball. Like if you're a division one team, you get to you get a chance to play for the national championship no matter what in college basketball. Whatever conference you come from, yep. if you win that conference tournament, you get to go and you get to prove it on the court. And like, I I mean, I've got people that I deal with on a regular basis that talk about like not having the automatic qualifiers, just pick the best 68, like that kind of stuff just eliminates all the fun of the tournament and all the fun of the fact that every division one team, regardless of how remote their opportunity is, does have a chance to compete for a national championship. And if you're in the power structure, you have a better chance because you have a chance to get an at large bid. You can finish seventh in your conference and still go. Or you can win your conference tournament even if you finish 12th in your conference. But it's still, everybody has some sort of chance, which I do love that about college basketball. Yeah. So 
A, I agree with you. And that was really well said. B, like, I think it's, it's the right way to do it. March Madness and the way that college basketball crowns a champion to me is like the undisputed best postseason event in all of sports. Um, yeah. And I think it, I think it proves it time and time again and people's engagement and it proves it. C, um, I think what happened this year is weird. And, and yeah. here's, here's what I mean by that. With the dynamic that's happening in college football and college basketball, and by, by dynamic, I mean largely NIL and the concept of the transfer portal, you would think that it would be going the exact opposite way. Because, because think, think about what's like, what, like you and I talk about it all the time with Wichita State, right? Like Wichita State's three best players from last year all transferred to bigger schools. One of them was playing on, right? Like I, I don't know where they were playing, but they were all playing on big conference schools. Like you think about Kevin O'Banner who played at Old Dominion and then transferred to Texas Tech because he won. So like it would make logical sense that these small schools would have less of a chance at being competitive because once someone gets good at a small school, they just immediately transfer to someone in the big 12 or someone in the ACC or someone in the big East or someone in the SEC. So intuitively you're sitting here thinking the big schools should be better and the balance of power worse than ever, which is obviously not what we saw, you know, these last couple of weeks, which I I just think is interesting. It's also the opposite of football. Yeah. A couple. I kind of want. I kind of want to piggyback on that. Just with the the transfer, the also the fifth and sixth year guys. I think is what's really carrying these small schools. These guys can stay five six years because of COVID, and I think that's a huge deal with experience. You get a freshman like Brandon Miller went four for thirty nine this tournament, and you get a fifth year senior, cool, calm, and collective all the time. Even if he doesn't have that talent that Brandon Miller has, he's a different player than Brandon Miller is. When you get an eighteen year old kid versus a freaking. 25 year old kid you know yeah. it's it's a huge it's a For huge sure. deal so i'll piggyback on both your points a little bit i think nil and the transfer portal like situation is new enough that not every program in college basketball has figured out how to utilize it best so like duke's still going out and getting a bunch of five-star freshmen when maybe they should just be getting the best players off of every other team um and, and so that kentucky has some transfers but same deal uh, but also, it's not just like fifth year players because of COVID. Uh, in the in the era like of Duke and Kentucky uh, bringing in the one and dones, when when they first started doing that, they were really successful with it and have, have had up and downs with it over time. But what was happening before NIL is, yeah, they were bringing in one and dones and they were playing freshmen. But some random dude on Gonzaga after his sophomore or junior year was just like, I've done everything I can do in college. I'm going to go to Europe and make some money. I'm going to go to the G League, even if I'm not a first or second round pick. So besides losing a lot of players after their freshman year, which you're going to lose either way because they're going to the lottery, you were losing a lot of guys after their second year, after their third year. Now it's like, do I really want to play in the G League or do I just cash like a $200,000 NIL check and play as much eligibility in college basketball as I can? And it's amplified by the COVID year that they can continue. Like, Drew Timmy still has eligibility, for for crying right. out loud. Oscar Sheboy still right. has eligibility. And then where it's really changed things, too, is, like, the NBA game and the college game have never been more different because none of these big men in college are even draftable in the N- NBA, so they just end up staying in college as long as possible. And those aren't necessarily the guys 
that the top one and done schools are recruiting and maybe they should be because they'd stay there longer. So uh, long story, like long winded way of saying, I think the same teams that have always been good are still going to be good, but like we're still on the learning curve of how to best navigate this situation. And some schools are doing it better than others. And uh, that's where you see the success. Yeah. That's ex- excellent analysis, Sasha. Yeah. Do you do, you do this for a living? I used to. <laughs> no, I do. I do this for a living. Not college basketball specific. I will say that I'm the resident college basketball expert at my station because nobody else intern P not really there? cares about it. Yeah, intern P doesn't, doesn't work, work at my station. station? Yeah, they didn't. They, I tried to get a job, but they they vetoed that real quick. Uh, unfortunately, you send them a, you send them a few clips from this, and they were like, "Not a chance." Yeah. Do they need interns that you don't pay? I need yeah. money. Unfortunately, I have they bills to pay. I know you don't think I take someone that that, that we don't. And, pay. Some, and sometimes have trouble getting to work in the morning. Yeah, no kidding. <laughs> I, All right, Bob. Sasha, on that on your point though, I I think the NIL is going to be figured out by the big college football programs first and then basketball will kind of come in behind that. It'll be, you know, Alabama, LSU, um, Clemson. Some of those bigger programs are going to figure out something with the NIL that makes more sense. Yeah. And then everybody else will fall in line. There's varying degrees of like how schools were prepared for it as well. Like some schools hit the ground running with it. And some schools lost a lot of players last year because they didn't have it ready. Like Scott mentioned, Wichita State, the Ricky Council the Fourth uh, was at Arkansas. Uh, that that's the name you were looking for. He he beat KU. Uh, yeah, yeah, I got it. <laughs> but, but like that's a guy they probably could have kept if they would have had their NIL in order. But now, like they have a collective now. A lot of these schools don't, and they were like one of the initial collectives to make donations tax deductible for the fan base. Um, so they're like, a he- they went from being behind the curve to ahead of the curve and you'll see the difference there. And every school is going to be in a different scenario with that. Well, Nigel pack the, the guard for Miami. I just looked up his NIL dude. He's getting $400,000 over two, no $800,000 over two years. He transferred from K state right. and they, I mean, that's paying dividends for him right this moment. They're second best, arguably second best player. And they, they paid them, and it worked out. And I think that's what schools are going to start to do, like we've been saying the whole time. Do we want to talk about the other games too as well, or just uh, more NIL stuff? Uh, so which game did we talk about? Alabama and Houston losing? We can oh, yeah, just real be, quick. Was, we like talked about ago. Creighton, San Diego State. FAU beat K-State. Like, So we'll take that side of the bracket, I guess, and then we'll take the other two games real quick and go to a break. K-State, like, FAU and K-State are two pretty evenly matched teams, like, when you get right down to it. Um, Although, I thought K-State played pretty dumb in that game. Like, the stat sheet will tell you that FAU had 22 turnovers, and they had more than K-State, but, like, K-State was just constantly, like, I didn't, it didn't seem like FAU was just turning it over stupidly the whole game. It felt like K-State was a lot of the time. And then not getting a shot off in the final possession was pretty wild as well. That game was uh, approximately whole 19 for me. 
So I remember absolutely none of it. <laughs> whole 19, huh? Yeah, I watched the whole game. I bet on it too, as as one would, who's a generic gambler. Yeah. And uh, on K- I think, yeah, I bet on K-State too. Marquise Noel, I think it got in his head that he was this king of New York kind of guy. Uh, he was taking some interesting shots, and FAU really played him well. Michigan State was kind of letting him dish it and dime it every single time, and FAU was like, we're going to make you beat us, 5'7", boy. I can say that because he's shorter than me. Uh, but he did not. He did not play as well as he should have. They were, yeah, they were forcing him to take shots in the paint. Um, and then you couple that with like his several heat checks a game that he makes every once in a while, and it was a strong counting stat performance, but not as efficient as the night before. Yeah, he he definitely took a couple poor shots down the stretch that cost them in possessions when you can't really take poor shots. Yeah, and Keontae Johnson want- fouling out was pretty pretty large too. Their second best player fouling out with 17 minutes left in the game or something like that. That's what I caught. And but Noel's passing was insane. He had some of the best passes of the tournament. I bet in the uh, one shiny moment, he's gonna have two passes. Yeah, yeah. You guys mentioned it briefly there, but Keontae Johnson being in foul trouble was a pretty big deal and we'll use that to transition a little bit into UConn Gonzaga Drew Timmy was in foul trouble in that game not that it would have mattered UConn won by 30 but I I have heard some like there's some prominent college basketball people that say the the number of times that a key player is in foul trouble in these important games is at the very least annoying in college basketball do you think they should go to six fouls yeah yeah I'd agree. I, 100%. They should go six fouls, um, especially with all the money that's on the line, all the eyes on these games. You just can't put the – maybe – I mean, I guess they could play better defense uh, other than that. But, yeah, the five fouls is pretty tough. Uh, especially – yeah. Yeah, I yeah. digress. I mean, I I, <clears throat> I don't have a stat on this. If I was more prepared, I probably would have looked it up. But it seems to me like scoring is quite a bit down. Like in in this NCAA tournament, you're getting a you're getting a lot of like fifty nine to fifty six games. Um, there was a there was a few years back they they changed some rules. They had referees calling the games tighter, and it it like freed up movement a lot. And you actually saw scoring go up in college basketball. And I feel like we have totally regressed like back to the like we've totally regressed back to the mean, which is that you've got these games being super physical basically wrestling matches um and which is not it it's not totally correlated to the conversation you're having sasha around like big names getting in foul trouble but i would like to see them put an emphasis on calling fouls getting more player player movement encouraging offense like the nba has done but also maybe in doing that go to six fouls a game um so yeah. so that you like get more high pace high scoring games but you also give um you know, players a little bit of room for error in the in the event that they get in foul trouble. Well, yeah, and if you the, go ahead, Nick, I was going to say the tough thing on because I love going to six fouls. I think if they went to six, though, as well, it's almost because I love the twenty minute half times. Just twenty twenty, it's almost going to a you know ten minute quarter or a 12-minute quarter, that then you're resetting the fouls as well. Because it slows the game down. 
who was it that was just in double bonus with 11 minutes left? Was that Miami? I think they were in double bonus with 11 minutes left. Yeah. For the rest of the game. So every foul is two shots. Yeah. Slows the game down there too. The weird thing is, is like the NBA has the six fouls. You almost never see people in foul trouble, especially key players. And their game's longer. So like proportionately, it's the same number of fouls. Same. But in the NBA has definitely does not have a freedom of movement problem, but you don't see that many fouls called. So they've just got the players trained not to foul. And I guess, exactly. like, if you call it closer, then eventually people will figure out not to foul. Uh, but they stopped calling it close, and then it just went right back to where it was. I I wouldn't mind the idea of, like, we're going to call it close, but we're also going to switch the quarters, and you don't go in the bonus till five fouls. So fouls aren't as punitive, but people will still learn to foul less if you're calling it close and create more freedom of movement. Because a lot of, like, when the scoring went up, when they started calling it closer... The, the goal was to get the freedom of movement, but a lot of the reason the scoring went up is because teams were living at the line. Uh, right. So um, there, there could be some tweaks there somehow, or like maybe getting rid of the one-on-one. I think, I think, we're, um, I think we're forgetting something. Oh, shit. <clears throat> I can't talk. Uh, the, the charging. Did, the did, charging. Your voice, did your voice just crack in terms No, of- it didn't crack. It was, there was something in my throat, okay? <laughs> pause, 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 pause. Wait uh, a minute. Can uh, we rewind? No. <laughs> pause. There was something. There was, there was uh, like my a, new favorite know. moment on the pod. Interpeed's yeah, voice cracking. He's just hit puberty, ladies and gentlemen. Yeah, I'm 22, in- so I haven't hit puberty. Uh, don't have on puberty. Intern puberty. That's that's what intern P stands for. I like I like what you did there. Good job. No, Nick. but what what I was trying to say before there was something in my throat. Um, the charging in the in college basketball charges are out of hand. In the NBA, they don't really take charges. I think every single what every other possession, I feel like there's a charge or a block. Someone just sliding in under a layup. And what are you supposed to do as a Division one athlete, six five going up for a layup and someone slides under. You can't prevent yeah. that. I, I hate that. that's my least favorite call in all of basketball. Right. And if they called those more as blocks, then people would stop sliding under on every drive and they'd actually go just try to block the shot. Uh it's interesting. I I agree with you. I wish basketball players would just keep their feet. Cause like these dudes are like high caliber athletes. It's hard it's hard to knock them over. And so people talk about flop, not flop. If if they wanted to keep their feet, they could. So technically, it's always basically a flop. Uh, but it's uh, the charge block call is something they need to look at as well. Um, we're going a little long here on this segment, so let's just real quick: Did Texas collapse against Miami, or did Miami go take it? It uh, reminded me of the KU Arkansas game. I mean, I think they, I think they collapsed. That they, they should have won that game. They were in control the entire game, up fourteen with, I don't know, I think 12, 10, 12 minutes left or something like that. Yeah, I was gonna say ten minutes left, ten, twelve minutes left. Your voice cracked again, P. It's um, not cracking. I, there's, I, I'm sick. Remember, I told you guys, I'm sick. Yeah, I'm here for the fans, guys. I'm here for like you. the flu game, intern P flu game. Um, <laughs> they, they, sh- they should have won that game. The, I mean, like again, fouls and the foul line played it, played played a role. But I think that like it just started momentum started going to Miami's side and they kind of lost control of it. 
I think the turning point on that game, I don't know what, but it had to be with three minutes left maybe, but that box out foul. When the guy, the Texas guy was underneath the Miami guy. Brock that's Cunningham? A, it's nah, 100%. That was, that that's was like a, a box minute out. That was like it's, a minute. Right. But then they get, you know, they get turnover there. They would have gotten the ball and go down. You know, I think they were still up two or three at that point, or was it tied? But either way, with that call, because that's your technical box out. That's how you're taught to box out. If the guy jumps, that's his fault. You should be able to keep moving back. That's the plan. Otherwise, as a defender, all you have to do now is jump and hope they keep trying to go backwards, and it's a foul. So I thought that was ridiculous, though. But Texas definitely blew it. They were up over 10 with eight minutes left still, and they just lost it. So I I don't know how much of this is Texas's defense versus Miami's offense, but I heard a wild stat that Miami only missed two shots in a row in that entire game two times. Like they, they At one point, they missed three shots in a row and at another missed two in a row. And besides that, they never missed more than one shot in a row in the entire game. So Miami was operating extremely efficiently, but you've got to be able to string together some stops if you're a Texas team. Yeah, that's, that's brutal. I mean, I mean Miami's, Miami's good. Um, two straight years in the Elite Eight. There, I read something about the ACC being upset that they were underseeded. They were the ACC champions, even though they're a five seed. So yeah. they're a good team. But I think they shared it with Pitt, and Pitt was like an 11 seed. So the ACC got a lot of disrespect this year. So you're looking at me quizzically, Scott. You disagree with that? Nope. No. All right. I don't disagree. Let's, uh, let's Is that take a quick word break. quizzically. Yeah, it's like I'll explain it to you on the it. other side of the break. Let's <laughs> let's take a quick break. On the other side, we're gonna have one more segment tonight. We're gonna give you some of our favorite moments from the pod over the course of the last six months. You're listening to the Bro Storm Sports Podcast. Stay with us. Having an event that needs amazing entertainment, Hi-Fi Productions is the way to go. They bring their mobile dueling pianos and provide a highly interactive and fun show that's perfect for fundraisers, corporate events, or any kind of party. Is somebody getting married soon? Hi-Fi also provides the best wedding DJ service around, winning Wedding Wire's Couples Choice Award four years in a row. They know how to pack a dance floor. Based in Wichita, Kansas, visit HiFiProductions.net to book your unforgettable event. Welcome back into the BroStorm Sports Podcast, where we sometimes drink bush light and sometimes drink natural light nick is sipping on natural light tonight i i I believe number five so far real quick (laughs) very professional real quick before we get into reminiscing and all that good stuff uh let's get uh final four predictions from everyone nick you're first all right so final four we got uh fau san diego state miami and yukon the three of the four best places to live. I mean, actually just prettiest places to live. Not best, but um, obviously anything besides UConn. So UConn being the favorite, I'm going to go ahead and take Miami. And then I'm going to go with uh, my niece now seeing FAU has been talking about looking at FAU. And so she might actually look at going there. So I'm going to go FAU Miami. So we've got a Florida final 
I'm going to take the nine seed. I'm going to go with FAU to win it all because I took Memphis to get to the final four. They didn't obviously lost in the first round to them. I'm going to go with FAU yeah, taking it all. That was a good, that was a good pick. In turn B. It's funny though. Memphis, Memphis should have actually won that game. hundred percent. They got a, they got a really, really interesting jump ball call at the end. Yeah. That's all I've been hearing about so, the last two weeks. Like one call, one call changes change everything. everything. I agree with that. No chance Memphis makes it to the final four, even if they win that game. Yeah, that's a dumb pick. What are you talking about? That. <laughs> All right, intern P, you're next. Do you want me? Well, I'm gonna go. I think not the exact opposite. I'm taking Connecticut all the way. I think they look great. I uh, got a plus four fifty future on them. Uh, I, I bet twenty five bucks to win one twenty five. So uh, hopefully uh, Connecticut like pulls that, it through. Yeah, I got it uh, when Houston and and Alabama were both losing. So I got that real quick. So Connecticut beating Miami, and then I like Florida Atlantic to beat San Diego State. And that's going to be a rock fight as well. I love rock fights. They're uh, interesting to watch. I just love watching bricks. And I'm going to take Connecticut to beat FAU by nine points in the national championship. Is that the largest futures bet you've ever made? No, I had Creighton plus 3,000. And they they uh, choked. Yeah, but did you, was it twenty five dollars? Oh, monetary. Yeah. No, it was only ten. What's so, up? Yeah, dude, you uh, should have put you should have put more on that. That's a good bet. On Crate on Creighton yeah. or UConn? No, 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 no. UConn plus four fifty. Yeah. Well, that was that was in the elite eight though, so it was everyone was still technically alive. Like Houston was kind of winning then, and Alabama was still winning, so it's kind of whatever. But yeah, I I'm not gonna complain. UConn's taking the ship. Sodomo, Sodomo, I don't even know his name. Gonna mash. <laughs> Sodomo? Did you say? Yeah, is that, that the that's Spanish? Name, right? Saddam Hussein? No, it's, no go. No, I knew that. But each I have own. a basement brain, basement brand brain right now. <laughs> yeah. Is it so? Essentially, like ninety percent of your life, your brain doesn't work because you, you're always in the basement. Basement, <laughs> basement brain, of course. <laughs> that that one, I forgot about that diagnosis. Just wait till he comes yeah. upstairs after this podcast, Sash. He's gonna be so smart. <laughs> come to come to think of it, I don't know that I've ever interacted with intern P outside of a basement. <laughs> <laughs> we, we took family pictures out one day. Oh yeah! Oh Remember yeah! Remember that one time they made you. He was smart as shit. They made you take a kid's picture with my two and a half year old. <laughs> yeah, that was wild. I had a beard at the time too. It was weird. I look at him now. I'm like, whoa, Scott. Who you got? I got. I, sadly, I'm on the same boat as intern P. Let's um, go. I'll, I'll take FAU to beat um, San Diego State. Those guys just win games. 34 and three. They just know how to win. Um, and then I'll take UConn to beat Miami. I think UConn's clearly the best team left in the tournament. So I got UConn beating FAU. Um, and, and what will be a really good national championship game. I'll take UConn 77, 74. Whoa. If it's that close, FAU will win. UConn, UConn will win if it's a blowout. Uh, but I'll go. All, all of you true. took FAU. I'll go San Diego State just to mix it up here. 
versus Miami, two five seeds squaring off. Miami to win it all. Nigel Pack training oh, thirty the, footers. The nil nil champions. Yeah, best championship money can buy. Never thought you'd hear that in college sports, <laughs> did you? <laughs> all right, so I had Miami. Nick had FAU. Scott and P have UConn. So take your pick. That means San Diego State's winning it all, though, probably. Um, Guaranteed. Guaranteed. So we're going to do something real quick here. Uh, We're going to go around the room, give you guys our top hot takes for the summer. Since we won't be with you this summer, we're going to look ahead at the sports calendar and each give you a hot take that we think might happen this summer in the sports world. I'm going to start with Scott on this one. All right. I got one hot take and then a couple just for posterity's sake. Um, the actual hot take is coming up in a couple weeks. Jim Nance, relaxing voice. Um, Hello, friends. Tiger Woods is going to win the Masters. That goes well with mine in, in an Woods? alternate universe. Hot. Tiger Woods, Charlie Woods? winning the Masters. Charlie Woods? I think Charlie Woods Tiger, has a better Tiger shot Woods, to win the it's Masters. The only, it's the only tournament he ever has a shot left to win because he knows the course so much better than everyone else. Um, and if he's ever going to do it again, it's this year. So my hot take, Tiger Woods winning the Masters. Jim Nance with a riveting call on Sunday afternoon. My, my um, runner-up is Aaron Rodgers will continue to be the most annoying person in sports for the foreseeable future. And then my runner runner up is that the next time we all get on this pod come NFL season in the fall in the fall intern P will still be living in your basement, not paying rent done. <laughs> I'll, I'll give you an opportunity to respond intern P. Go ahead. Do you think, uh, if intern P invited Aaron Rodgers to a darkness retreat in the basement, you think he'd come over there for the content? Of course. I, I don't think, think, I don't think I'm famous enough. Unfortunately, uh, this podcast is not even going to be a thing. So I, I don't know what the content would be. I don't know if you heard that. Um, there was a rumor going on at the combine that Aaron Rodgers only lasted like, 48 hours like he he wasn't even able to complete the full darkness retreat and so i would if there was a betting line on whether intern p and air rogers could last longer in the darkness i would take intern p you know what's wild about the the you saying he didn't finish the darkness retreat or like couldn't last long there's there's a name there's a name for what he described that darkness retreat as it's called solitary confinement like you murder people and then act <laughs> up in jail and you end up in the darkness and he just voluntarily went into it. What do you mean? He got to be in the dark and asleep. Somebody delivered him meals. And they deliver you drugs. meals in That's solitary not, confinement. They're not allowed to starve you. They give you drugs. You're just taking drugs and sleeping all day. What a deal. All right. Interim. Intern P, has anyone ever said to you you didn't last long <laughs> enough? Uh, that's <laughs> that's an interesting question. I mean, uh, 
Hot take. Uh, <laughs> sorry. All right. Next yeah. Person. Let's move on. Uh, I think intern P's grandma still listens to this pod. So let's move on. Yeah. She told me yesterday she does listen to the podcast. Right. Hey, By the way, did one. win the Bushka family bracket intern P's grandma. So congratulations. Chris. That's Great why job. Brackets, I, nice work, I am taking a zag on brackets. That lady, she is. 65 66 i don't think she's watched a single college basketball game this season Dude, and she won talk about your grandmother like that she won six hundred dollars just filling things out I, I don't know whatever that's just me i'm out on brackets now after that All right. i'm out i'm gonna go ahead and go with my hot take because it pertains to what scott said it's more of a long-term hot take but it could be short term just depends on how it plays out Tiger Woods will get arrested again before he wins another golf tournament. Mm. <laughs> Ooh. Was that that's, that's really what, what I had, had before you before. even said that? So, Tiger Woods, Arrest- breaking news, probably going to get arrested at some point this summer. <laughs> All right, Nick, you got you got that's- something for the summer. I got so I got well one thing that's going to be just after summer. So I was looking more, um, you know, for the fall. I've got um, Josh Allen will never win an MVP or a Super Bowl. That's going to be my hot hot take um, right. for sports. And then it doesn't even feel hot because he's way worse than Mahomes and Burrow. Whoa! Yeah, that's just a Chiefs hot. That's just a Chiefs homer right there. You just give Joe Burrow his flowers right there. I think I heard a little bit of Joe Burrow love there. And then the real hot take is that intern P. Gets married within two years. <laughs> wow. That's... What are wow. the odds on that? He's going to find plus uh, 1,500. Watch out. Two years, two years or less? I would say that's like plus 4,000. Watch out. Right. Pump house. Intern peas on the prowl. Two years, dude? Are you kidding me? No. Maybe if I meet a girl tomorrow, it wouldn't be two years. It'd be fine. Intern P, if you get married and don't invite me to your wedding, I'm gonna be furious. Scott, you're gonna be in my. You're gonna be one of my. Uh, what is it called? Uh, Maid of Honor. <laughs> no. What's, 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 it might what's be called Maid of Are you gonna be the groom or the bride, B? Yeah. <laughs> what? I've been to like four weddings in my life, dude. How many of those have you worn pants to? Uh, one. No, three. Three out of four. One, three, zero. Three out of the four? That's, yeah. yeah. What did you wear to the fourth? A pair of shorts. Yeah. It's been a long-running thing between Nick and Intern P. They attended the same wedding, and Intern P had shorts on. Nick was suited and booted. So. <laughs> oh, that's great. No, I've been Intern to ten P, weddings. ladies and gentlemen. Ten, ten weddings. He- I and, get, you, and you just and you just bet that he would be married in under two years. I get seated next to intern P at this wedding, and I sit down, and I look down, and I go, "Are you wearing fucking shorts?" He goes, "My mom said I could." <laughs> I did. I really did say that. It was hot outside. What? <laughs> What is the what's the general consensus on at what age you should stop asking your mom what to wear to a wedding? Eleven. 
because, been, because I would say is, it's 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 younger than twenty two. <laughs> I think this was my legit first wedding as an adult. I I I don't have that much family that gets married, man. I mean, I guess Sasha got married, but that was just a given. I had my she picked out my my outfit. Yeah, yeah. Have you ever watched a movie with a wedding in it? Yeah, sometimes they wear shorts. I don't know. Tell me when. I want to see this movie. Uh, I saw. I saw. I saw McAfee wear shorts to his wedding. Pat McAfee. Yeah, Pat. You're talking about John McAfee, the the nutcase. No, isn't that the golfer? John There's McEnroe. No, absolutely no chance that intern P knows who John McAfee is. <laughs> I don't. That's pretty true. <laughs> All right. Uh, we got next? one more. Intern P, hot take for the summer. Um, that the Chicago Cubs win the World Series. Uh, they're going to break the streak again. 2016, last year. 23, 2023 is their year. Cody Bellinger, Ian Happ. They're taking it all. Oh, yeah, Bellinger, he's, he's been hammering them out of the ballpark the last three seasons. Dude is a. Me, I don't know if you've been listening, but no one cares about baseball. I care about baseball. I care about the Chicago Cubs. No one cares about golf either. You, I guess so. Tiger Woods is cool, but would you say the bases being bigger are better? Oh, dude, I'm a big base guy. Yes, yes. The bigger bases, they really catch my eye out there. Are you more of a the pitch clock? I don't love, but right. Are you more of a base guy or a dugout guy? I don't know which one is which, so I'm going to go with a base. I see I'm what you're trying almost, to do there. I'm almost afraid to ask you this, but um, World Baseball Classic, yes or no? Yes, 100% yes. Every single time. We talked about Sunday. it on here, actually. Yeah. kind of electric. It was electric. I was, oh, it is electric. I was all no until the last four games. Then it was fun. But yeah. before that, it was. I watched the last two games, and that was it. But it right. was World Baseball Classic. It's a nice little jolt in the arm for baseball before the season starts. Like, got a few people thinking about baseball, and then it's like, okay, the actual season's starting now. So, I'm all about it. Um, yeah, it's I it's agree. it's a good thing for the sport for sure. Um, that's that's the uh, that's the hot takes for the summer, Scott. You know, being that we're 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 going off the air for a while here, if not forever. If not for two weeks, we'll see. Was there anything that stood out to you over the last 24 episodes that was kind of fun? Not surprisingly. Um, I've got a couple things. Uh, and and I'm a you know, I'm a little bit sad. This has been fun. Every time we hop in here, it's a black it's especially fun making fun of intern P because it's so easy and you don't have to prepare for it because he just gives you like on the spot content every time um <laughs> someone um, should hire gonna, me if there's anyone listening they should hire me i'll i'll be on their podcast i'll uh dude, that's all you, i can really you do. never fail every time it's always it's free content um i'm gonna give a i'm gonna give a couple of my favorites because because in looking back there's a ton of funny moments um kenny pickett's small hands which we which we got content out of for like multiple episodes at a time, and I think they're still small, which is you know telling for everything else about Kenny Pickett. Um, I loved Intern P's big quesarito prediction, which was which was early early yeah. on. 
And, you know, the Nuggets are still looking good. So intern P still has some credibility, but also like, why were you watching that draft when they were playing the the Taco Bell ad during <laughs> Nicole? Dude, getting drafted. Big Quesarito was like our first professionally made video of the pod for our TikTok page. Shout out, J-Miz. Shout out, J-Miz. What's up? Big Quesarito. Oh, yeah. That was my favorite <laughs> um, moment of the pod was Scott's daughter saying, Big Quesarito, big dog. I got a video of it afterwards. <laughs> um, this this is a bit of an underrated one, um, but but the the pod where Sasha got on a rant about Nick Saban being five seven, and how he <laughs> and how he was so surprised by the fact that he was Actually, that he was five, five seven, seven. Uh, even worse. five six. I think the exact quote was, "Why is um, Nick Saban so short?" Which it's hard to answer. Yeah. And then, and then my personal my personal favorite, which I feel like was still underplayed and should have like we should we should have got more. Uh, I don't even know. I'm blanking on the name, but we should have got more viral content out of this. Is Sasha's like legitimate anger and proclamation about how all NFL players should be trained in natural family planning because he because he because he was upset that Mahomes had a child. During the <laughs> during the NFL regular season, um, and you know it's it's a I don't know if they've been talking about it at the owners' meetings this this uh, spring, but Sasha would prefer that all NFL players refrain from having children during yeah, the season. And I I I I stand fast by that statement. They just they need to know when to <laughs> when it's time. And I I haven't even done the math on it. Like when. When would you need to get a girl pregnant for her to have the baby during the off season? Those are your options. But Mahomes won a national. I know it worked out Bowl, okay. Though. It I worked out a- okay. So I guess it's not as big a deal as I thought, but I was pretty worried about it at the time. No, it makes sense. And the the math's pretty simple. It would be pretty much uh October through January, you can get pregnant, and then after that, so basically, they can only oh, have sex can, during the season. Make, you could, yeah, you could, yeah, exactly. The first three weeks, consummate, or the you can three, only consummate during months. the season. Yeah, which seems like an easy rule. Yeah, simple rules. Wait, just, 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 just pregnant. I didn't have a Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Mm. yes, the no, 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 I just, I just thought about this one, but when Sasha's proclamation that Steve Kerr likes getting punched in the face was also funny. <laughs> Which takes us back to the start of the season in Draymond punching Jordan yeah, Poole in the that face. That was wild stuff. Seems like a long time ago. So like twenty four weeks ago, right? I had pretty much all of the all of those that Scott said written down for the most part. I had the big case Cerrito not having kids during the season. I forgot about why is Nick Saban so short, but kind of an ongoing theme of the pod throughout the NFL season was Scott's bet about sending 10 guys to Vegas if the Patriots made the playoffs and it made for some uh made for some pretty wild times rooting against the Patriots and they were very close to making the playoffs so we were all invested even though I bet on them to win the week that they needed to win to get in the playoffs so sorry Scott <laughs> you're you're a great brother thanks did Sasha. that bet did did that bet go through they lost did did they on so the bet there's it's actually like there's a lot of anger about that bet because it turns out I won it and and my reward for winning it is having to plan this trip 
and everyone's very angry at me that I haven't like planned the Vegas trip for this other guy to pay for yet. So I can plan still, it for you. Rim, you, you rim can key, Fonzie, to Bear, if you're listening, shut your mouth. We'll get the Vegas trip planned. You too, Eli, to I, me. You I got you. I got you. Yeah, intern P, you'll be staying at the what? What are all the off strip hey, places? I'm going planned. to intern P, or I'm going to intern. I'm going to Vegas with intern P this summer. I oh. think Scott will be there and, too, but, and yeah. me. You know, yeah, he won't be fine. Uh, that's going to be that. dangerous. Could get pretty wild. Yeah. Our older, our older brother Seth is redoing his vows in Vegas. He's going to have like wants to have a bathroom. Nineteen fifty like to 50. spend there. <laughs> 1950. Yeah, you're. You know, it's funny. I'll have some money. <laughs> He's gonna go to one of those Chevy Chase casinos with where you pick a number between right one and ten, left and right. Yeah. <laughs> Who was it, Sasha? Were you telling me that it's literally the Vegas vacation storyline is that that they yeah. go to the Vegas for their twentieth, which is exactly I, what our I rewatched Vegas Vacation recently, and it's an exact replica of what's about to happen in July. Like, re- renewing their vows on their 20th. They got two kids, like, exactly the same age as Seth's kids. Nick Papa Giorgio. That's going to be Seth's son uh, in this. And then, like, Chevy Chase does stupid shit the whole time, which you can guarantee our brother's going to do. So, yeah, it's 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 a pretty wild, like, exact replica of what's about to happen. Are you going to the Hoover Dam? You have to. I don't know if we're going to make it to the Hoover Dam. I I highly doubt it. That sounds not very fun. But I like the. Uh, is it is it fun? What do you do? You just, just watch like the dam. Watch dam electricity tour. be made. <laughs> yeah, you, you know what you do, intern B. You learn. <laughs> Which you might need a little bit more. He would hate that. Yeah, he would hate that so much. <laughs> I, I would. Hate, <laughs> I I hate learning. Knowledge is power. I disagree Nick. with that. I'm going to give intern to the last word here. So do you have any moments from the pod that you'd like to reenact? I've got a few. So the, the one I've got while I was, I was on here was the fact that me and intern P tried to get bullying to be a thing. And Sasha completely just shut it down. Um, I'm not going to lie. My dad's called me every time after he listens to the pod. He's like, Hey, I might know a few bowlers we could get on. So we've been talking about it for the last few weeks. Yeah. Yeah. Your dad, I'll get him a business card and he can (laughs) send me the bowlers. He's going to ask for at least 10 of them. So, um, for Scott, do you know what Sasha's business cards are? No, I never given him one. He writes his name and his number on a $1 bill and he gives them out. So my dad, every time he sees Sasha, asks for, hey, can I get 10 or 20 of those business cards? <laughs> it's a running joke with those two. It's pretty great. Yeah. Um, to be clear, it's it's not my usual business card, but I did get drunk one night and start writing my information <laughs> on $1 bills and giving them to people. <laughs> so there's a few of those out there. Um I'd say number, you know, the the second overall was Scott's reign on Joe Burrow. I loved so much um, him just talking absolute shit about him because I agree he needed to be literally get his dick dragged through the dirt. So once we finally beat him, it was awesome. <laughs> loved that. I 
I appreciate that. And then I uh, hate Joe Burrow. Yeah. And then uh, number one overall was intern P being called the basement beer pong champion only for the next episode to find out that he lost 90% of his games in the basement. So that was a pretty good time too. Terrible. I just want to say, I don't actually remember playing him in beer pong. Um, I don't remember losing. You're incriminating yourself. So I don't think it actually, I don't think it actually counts. (laughs) Oh, it counts. It counts. And I mean, I was told about it. I learned it through the podcast. And this is pre pre me, so I'm actually better at ping pong than beer pong. I think he meant to say ping pong, um, honestly, but I'll let it slide. Uh, it is the last episode, so I'll give it to you. All right, intern P, what do you got? Well, okay, I don't really have any moments, but I love that this podcast happened because I did become a Bengals fan. Uh, before this podcast started, I wasn't actually a Bengals fan, but as soon as I started talking about them. I loved watching Sasha and Scott getting just honestly like their blood was boiling and it made me laugh so hard every single time I talk about the Cincinnati Bengals. And I really did fall in love with them just because of this podcast. So I am a lifelong Bengals fan just because of this podcast. P, how much money would you say you've lost in the last 26 weeks of doing Brostorm Sports? Money? Honestly, I have, a, I have an app. I think I'm up like 200 bucks. So, no uh, chance. He's he's lying. Listeners. No, I lost a bunch before Bro Storm Sports. I lost about an undisclosed amount <laughs> that I will not say. Oh, will not incriminate your myself. gambling prowess. Glad we can. Wait, help. wait, wait. I mean, I am the best gambler on the pod. I don't. That's. Are just you just fact. saying that because you don't want to pay taxes I, on it? You trying to don't don't. Do, <laughs> we're not talking about taxes. Right oh now. yeah, we're not doing that. Was a wild got, like, time too. Nine streams taxes. of income to pay taxes on. <laughs> I didn't make enough to pay taxes. There's absolutely zero chance that intern P knows how to file his own taxes. <laughs> I, they don't teach you that in college. It's funny. <laughs> you think they would, but they really don't. You pay all this money for this education, and they don't teach you anything you need to know. <laughs> What are you going to school? Are you going to school to be an accountant? No, I'm going to school to be a, a PIMP, dude. <laughs> <laughs> you know, if you go for accounting, they'll teach you how to do taxes. <laughs> yeah, I'm doing business management. I'm going to manage a, a thing manage some, an accounting sometime firm. in the future. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to manage an accounting I know firm. a guy that does that. I can get you in touch with him. Yeah. Well, yeah. Well, if any business managers are listening, we tasked intern P with growing the business and today's our last episode. So <laughs> first hey, hey, I gotta get him out of the way. First failed business, the next one will fail too. Yeah. Give me like you five businesses. Say, the sixth like, one will be good though. Eighty percent of Congress has bankrupted business before. So Yeah. I could be president. Dude, I'd be a great president. That- <laughs> No, you should apply. Yeah, I'm gonna apply. You can it on, on Indeed. Yeah. <laughs> Is it on Indeed? Yes, yes. Please send me your resume before that, so I can look it over. <laughs> I'll send you my resume All right. right now. All right, have wrap, it. wrap it up. Wrap, wrap it up. Sasha. Any last words? Any last words before I wrap this up? I think I think we'll be back. I love you guys. Yeah. I, I think you're already in term P. Love everyone too.
uh, just last last thought of the night. Uh, we really appreciate everyone who's been listening to the podcast throughout the now 25 episodes, episode 25. And if you listen to the trailer, more power to you. Maybe 26 episodes for you. Uh, everyone who's been loyal, listening, following us on the socials, Instagram, TikTok. It's been a really fun time. Hopefully, we'll be back at some point. But that's going to do it for this episode in this season of the Bro Storm Sports Podcast. Thanks for listening.